And now the disclaimer. The topics heard on Into Your Body is primarily meant for mature audiences and is not intended for younger or more sensitive listeners. The suggestions and opinions heard on this show does not necessarily represent the views of this station, its management, or their underwriters. These suggestions are not meant to diagnose, treat, or cure any illness or other malady. Discretion has been advised. And now, enjoy the show. How about welcome to Into Your Body? I'm Sam and this is DJ. Hi. Right now we are talking to Aaron and Aaron has offered very kindly to be interviewed and answer some questions about being a transgender individual. How do we know Aaron? Well, Aaron is my daughter-in-law. For eight years? And she was always the daughter I always wanted. No, at least that's what you said before. <laughs> Now before it wasn't now before it wasn't always daughter in law. That is that is true. Now That's true. First of all, we do want to welcome Aaron to the show. Aaron, you're on the air. Hello. Hello. Hi. Thank you very much for being on the show with us. Now, as we've said, you are Sam's daughter in law. So right. so that means you, Sam, have actually been through the process as a guest parent-in-law seeing the transition happening from point a to point b day after day week after week month after month so as far as what you aaron has experienced for that how has been the support i know that sam's been supportive but how's been the support of uh your partner how did that start out well my partner's actually the person who kind of broke my egg, as we say in the community, and got me thinking that, hey, this gender thing might be something having to do with me. And from that moment forward, like, she's been my number one support, guidance. She's been more than awesome. Mm, That's good. That's good. Now, once you have that uh, support, I know having that support is very, very key. Uh, You know, some people aren't as fortunate, so... Oh, most definitely. I know. Have you seen any, have you, do you know anyone in your circle who has gone through a transition and may or may have not have gone through a loss of a partner or someone important to them? Most of the trans people that I communicate with are online just because where I'm at, there aren't many people in general, much less many queer people. Um, And yeah, through that, it's like every third person you've talked to either, you know, lost a parent or a spouse or, you know, child, something, you know, someone hugely close to them just ripped out of their life. That's horrible and just sad. What we did during Erin's transition when she first came out to us all, we kind of had to laugh because she had a horrible time. Everybody was very supportive. She didn't yeah. have any. In that respect. Yeah, she didn't have any good horror stories to tell. 
now I'm going to ask the big questions here. I'm curious as to far as what your sex life was prior to your realization, prior to your coming out. And I was curious is that how sex felt for you and what was, you know, how, how did sex feel for you and what were those moments when you started to begin your transition or start asking those questions and did sex ever become unusual or strange? Did you have any sort of dysphoria between yourself and your body and where you were? Yeah, um, definitely dysphoria, but it takes the realization to find out what that feeling is because you don't have any frame of reference. I mean, your sex life is the same. It has always been your entire life. You don't know any different. So for me, until I started transitioning and things started changing, I didn't really realize what I was missing out on, I guess. Missing out on an experience, perhaps? Missing out on... Yeah, well, things now are just better. It's much more comfortable, way more in the moment. I don't have near the hang-ups I used to for, oh, you know, let's not try this or that or go there. It's just been very liberating because I don't have any of that self-repression anymore. Oh, that's wonderful. And the hormones do kind of change how everything works. That was going to be my next question. When you started um, hormones... And you said that now there you have fewer hang-ups in the bedroom than you had before. What were some of the hang-ups that you had to work through? Actually, funnily enough, the biggest one was I never liked my chest being played with, touched, anything. Hmm. Um, just It was a no-no area, and now it's exactly the opposite. What did it take to get you to the place where it was okay for you to feel touched, if it's okay for me to ask? My partner was the first person and only person that I had ever come out to, and so I had never had someone that I could be in that space with before. The trust and having the, um, you know, the the secret being out was what I needed to feel comfortable, if that makes sense. That does make sense. It makes a lot of sense. It does make sense. Now... I would assume, and I would probably assume rightfully, that it does take time for you to get used to. It, and it took, and it took you about time. How long did it take you to get used to the new sensations, the feeling, the feeling of being comfortable? Um, there, there was a few months period of kind of feeling things out. Um, a lot of conversations later, we kind of figured out what works for us and you know at, at a at a deeper level I guess we're more in tune with what the other needs in the meantime I have one for you how awful was your second um adolescence <laughs> I don't know what the word is now I think that is the phrase. It is a bit of an adolescence, isn't yeah, it? Your second it's, puber- it's a different puberty. Yeah, that's it. Second puberty. Yeah, it's like you like puberty so much you went back and did it a second time. Yeah. Uh, I know that girl puberty is ugly. Yeah, it's, I mean, on the one hand, you know, as an adult, you can kind of, you know, coping mechanisms process yourself through a lot of the ups and downs from the hormones. Yeah. But 
yeah, every once in a while you'll find yourself just screaming and an hour later not knowing why. Yeah. And you start, you know, crying for an hour and laughing in between. I've never laughed and cried at the same time. <laughs> so the hormones have started to go out of control. No, no, they're in control. That's what they're supposed to do. Make you crazy. Well, when you're going through, I remember going through puberty myself. The hormones go up and down and left and right and all around. And I'm sure that second, I'm sure having the second puberty through a transition is no different, isn't it, Aaron? It's, yeah, very similar. Um, you know, I, I sleep a little more. I'm, you know, just things I remember from high school coming home and like, oh, I could take a nap and just stay in bed until tomorrow morning it has come back. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, I do want to get one into one question about this and re-exploration of your body we did touch but we did talk about this earlier on now once you know you got over feeling of being touched you know on your top what about being touched anywhere else like say on your skin or say being touched through your hair was there any differences were there any preferences were there any changes to that at all as a result of your as a result of your transition knowing that you're starting to open yourself a little bit more freely with your body. Other than some just kind of changes and because your, your skin does get thinner and softer when you're on estrogen and testosterone blockers. Um, so like tickling type touches that I've never done anything for me before now are... They're all right, I say. <laughs> <laughs> what's your favorite? What's your favorite one? Probably tops of the thighs. Mm. Which was surprising, I thought. That's a good spot. It is a good spot. And sometimes I get tickled on that with feathers once in a while. <laughs> feathers are good. Fingernails are good. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. yeah. It's all good. <laughs> My big question, and maybe I should ask it now so you have time to think about it through this whole process. Is there anything specific that you wish that people would know, understand, or even ask you about what you're going through? You know, I'm I'm trying to think of one that I haven't been asked. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure there's been a lot. Yeah, no, I mean, when you're trans, it's kind of like being pregnant, from what I've heard. Yeah, everybody like, wants up in there. Yeah, it's it's suddenly everybody's business, and right. someone that you just met on the bus has no is- issue asking you what your genitals look like, yeah. or, you know, your medical history. So you get questions that... It, Normally, people would never ask, at least in the tiny rural towns. They don't have a lot of opportunities, I guess. So you just get all the questions. Okay, the next question is, do you ever get sick and tired of answering them? 
Yes. I can imagine. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 a hard hard balance to strike between wanting these, you know, the people that you're around to be educated and not have, you know, misconceptions and the stigma and all that. On the other hand, Google is a thing and, you know, (laughs) (laughs) you can't allow yourself to be everybody's just information source all the time. So you do have to kind of strike a line between what you will and won't talk about. That sounds reasonable to me. Sounds fine to me. (laughs) Yeah. And it's funny because it's not until you point it out that, or if you ask them, you know, for example, if a guy asks me if I've had, you know, the surgery or anything, turn around and ask him if he's circumcised and it kind of just clicks. Oh, Hey, I didn't realize what I just asked. (laughs) Oh yeah. It's like, and you, of course, and of course, be like, oh, this is the fifth person today for crying out loud. <laughs> Usually, not that many in one day. They're, everyone's starting to get used to me. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Well, getting used to how things are. How this is this is this is the new order of things. Yeah. I'm sure there was a moment where you just had one day, just had to kick down the door and says, "Okay, this is how we're doing this." Well, I. I went because of where I'm, you know, the rural community that I live in. I sort of eased into things and tried to do a period of, like, you know, more and more androgynous and then just coming slowly out the other side. Right. And somewhere in there announcing, hey, this is what happening, pronouns are changing, blah, blah, blah. I lost my train of thought completely. <laughs> Welcome to my world. Right out the window. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we were just talking about how how it is. Just you know, you're going you're going through your transition. You're just starting it out and just easing people into one bit or another, and then after a while, coming out the other end and saying, "Okay, this is it." Oh, right, right. Pronoun change, uh, name change. uh, Probably have to get different shoes. Doesn't matter. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Now I remember. So when I did come out, and this has been the experience of a lot of people I've talked to, everyone just wants to know about the physical side, the medical side, the, you know, all this stuff, because everyone assumes that, oh, well, you must have known since you were three years old and know exactly what was going on. You had this horrible secret you were carrying your entire life, and then, you know, now you can finally share it. Mm-hmm. And from myself and a lot of other people that's not what ha- you know that's not the narrative and so before I came out I heard a lot of cis people talking that didn't know any trans people and when they came across one it would be like a oh well did you do this oh well they're not really you know not really trans very dismissive you know mm-hmm. they didn't fit into this narrow narrative of you know what they had been told this is what a transgender person is right and for me that was a block to my own transition just because you know you you have this feeling of dysphoria which no one ever talks about it's you know oh 
she knew she was a girl from five, and, you know, every time they tried to stick her in boys' clothes, she threw them off and blah, 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 which, I mean, may happen for some people, but certainly wasn't the case for me. And during the beginning of my transition, it was very much like a, okay, I have this horrible feeling, okay, now it's coming from a medical condition or, you know, however you want to think of it like that, and this is how you treat that. Yeah. So, I don't know, I, I think we need more narratives out there rather than just that one very narrow view. Thank you for that, Aaron. So I have one fair question to ask you. How do you feel now? Better. Good. There's a trans YouTuber um, called ContraPoint, and she does a um, YouTube episode where she kind of goes through some of the questions that people ask and, you know, kind of her views on things. And... Um, get a very memorable line when somebody asks me do you feel like a woman i say no i feel like shit (laughs) and that that really struck a chord with me because i mean what's it supposed to you know how does a woman feel intrinsically you know right and so when you present it in that light it's a lot easier to empathize with people I really like this, and thank you so much for opening my mind again. I don't know if you did knew that you did, but you just did. Oh, cool. By pointing out the other narratives that we need to share with people to foster a more open understanding. There's a connection between the physical and the emotional side when it comes to sex and having sex with an, having sex with another partner. Is there a now saying that you're, you're more in tune with your body, which is a wonderful thing. I'm curious as to how it's affecting your emotions, sex and transitioning and how that is affecting your emotions, especially in the bedroom, how you feel, you know, by yourself or by or with a partner. How is it how are your emotions being affected to this? I don't really think it's that much different because I mean I I've only been transitioning for uh, about a year and a half now. And you know, I've been with the same partner for eight years. We're heavily monogamous. You know, we... So... So it hasn't really changed that much in your emotional... Yeah, yeah, the emotional component hasn't really changed because, you know, we're still the same two people. You know, we still share that bond. Mm. I could see maybe if I was, like, 
in the dating scene now, how I would approach things if I was, excuse me, interested in someone differently. Right. But it's just not a place I'm at in my life. I mean, I'm 30 and halfway married. Yeah, I just don't don't get out that much. <laughs> <laughs> a nice, a nice quiet life. Yeah, yeah, at home with cats. <laughs> and puppies. Oh yes. Sounds like a very nice, quiet, average, everyday life. Um. Yeah. For the most part, it is. At home, it's like nothing changed. Hmm. It's only when we go out in the world that we have to change how we think about what we're doing, and you know, where we're going, who's around a little bit more. You know, at home, it's as it's always been. Yep. That's cool. So I'm coming back to my question. Is there anything that you want people to know that they just don't ask? Yeah, actually. A lot of times, well, I can't say a lot of times, but I've been running into lately um, a lot of people, co-workers, and, you know, people out in the community that I've known for, you know, five plus years and, you know, were good acquaintances, if not friends, that are afraid to talk to me now or be around me, not because they don't enjoy my company, but because they're so scared of, you know, using the wrong pronouns or saying something offensive or something like that. And I, I think that fear that they have is just just lack of knowledge yeah you know they're they're afraid of asking the wrong question but the questions that they think are wrong are fine and you know right they just they don't know what's socially acceptable when talking to you you know are they supposed to automatically know the right things to say right yeah yeah and they've, um, you know, a, a lot of guys especially will have an issue where it's like, okay, you're you're still one of the bros, but you know, you're you're a woman, so but you're like you're off limits, but you, you know, not. But, <laughs> and they're just kind of in this like, you know, you know, they give you a hug and then they're not sure if they should go no homo afterward or something. <laughs> 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 so basically what you're saying is I'm still me Right Only more so? I'm just a happier me Because I mean Not much of my personality was wrapped up in What I wear or my cup size Or you know Right Anything like that You know it's just A happier me I'm experiencing life Through a better lens That's awesome Gosh I'm so glad we've had this talk Yeah I'm glad we had. I'm glad we did. Aaron, it's been a pleasure talking with you here. Oh, it's been a pleasure, too. Thank you so much for taking the time and and helping to educate us and everyone else. Oh, not a problem. And other than that, I love you, kid. Love you, too. Okay. Bye, baby. I promise to ask better questions later. That's all good. <laughs> Any questions are good questions. Okay. We'll catch you later, love. Thanks a lot, Aaron. Yeah, bye, guys. Bye. Bye-bye. We got you all the clunk here, didn't we? Yeah. 
Yeah, Aaron's a good kid, huh? Oh, I love that kid. Uh, you're, just, you're just partial. I am partial. It's nothing like family, right? Oh, yeah. I love that kid. While Sam is away, I do want to let you all know that if you have any comments or questions about today's show or any show or any comments or questions for us, either DJ or Sam, you can send us an email at intoyourbodypodcast at gmail.com. That's intoyourbodypodcast at gmail.com. You can also look up Into Your Body Podcast on either Tumblr or Facebook. And we also have a Twitter into your body one that's into your body the number one you can listen to the podcast at our usual place that's at into your body.buzzsprout.com and also at all the other places where you can listen to a podcast that includes apple podcasts google Play, stitcher and spotify you can also listen to the show on terrestrial radio on kepwlp 97.3 fm in eugene and online at kepw.org This show is copyright 2018 DJB Sundress Company. For Sam, this is DJ. Thank you very much for listening. And as usual, don't forget to masturbate. Bye-bye.